what he's doing in our midst this morning. Praise God. You may take your seats, man. Welcome to Alive Family Church. We're so glad to have each and every one of you guys with us, both here in person and if you're joining us online. Thanks so much for tuning in, man. It's a great day to be in God's house. We're in week two of a series that we've titled Wise Men, right? And uh, just like the wise men back during Jesus' time surrounding the Christmas story elements were on a journey, right, to find the Savior, we're taking a journey this month to uh, pursue wisdom. We're on this journey to say, Lord, give us wisdom, and we want to see you move in our lives in a powerful way. And so we're primarily taking a journey through the book of Proverbs, like we mentioned last week if you were here. Uh, Proverbs is an Old Testament book of the Bible. It's right after the book of Psalms, right? Its primary author is King Solomon, who was known as one of the wisest kings that ever ruled, right? And it's full, it's chock full of wisdom. It's chock full of practical hands-on advice for all different areas of our life, right? And um, side note, we, we are also going through a study of Proverbs as a church community, too. If you're not in the loop on this or not aware, I just wanted to mention this. We're doing what we're calling a Proverb a Day Challenge. And so, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and a proverb a day keeps you wise, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but hey, there's 31 days in the month of December, and there so happens to be 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Today is December 11th, and so today we're diving into uh, Proverbs 11 corporately here. And so if you weren't aware of that, you can jump in right with us. All the Proverbs are chock full, and if you want to catch up, that's great, but just start today in Proverbs 11. You can do that on your own at home. If you want to do it in virtual community with the church, uh, and you're on the YouVersion Bible app, we actually have a Bible plan that about 50, almost 50 of the members of the church are in that right now. And so we, we do it each day, and there's a place to comment on what you got out of it. You can see what everybody's getting out of that. And so check your weekly email if you're on that list, or you can go back to our socials and uh, check the link to that actual Bible version plan. But we'd love for you guys to join us as we soak in wisdom throughout the week, and then we press in on Sundays of what God has for us. But uh, as we mentioned last week, the journey for wisdom isn't some light thing. It's a significant journey, right? We talked about that last week. If you missed last week a couple things, uh, we introduced this whole topic of wisdom. And real quickly, just to define again, if you could put some of those definitions up on the screen for everybody, uh, there's a lot of different terms that we see in the book of Proverbs, right? There's knowledge. Knowledge is to know something about something, right? To know something, Wisdom is knowledge applied. It's, it's good sense. It's knowledge taking what you know and actually doing something with it. And then as we move further into operating in both knowledge and wisdom, we get into discretion. And then finally, at the very end, is an understanding. We all want to be men and women of understanding that walk in discretion, that walk in wisdom, and then walk in knowledge, right? So we're kind of building on this thing here. But a couple, couple key points that we talked about last week. The first one was this. Wisdom is a lifelong pursuit. Amen. It's a lifelong pursuit. It is a marathon. It is not a sprint. I heard a lot of comment after service last week of everybody rejoicing that, man, praise God, as we get older, as we get more wise, we actually don't get gray hair. We get wisdom highlights, amen? And I was hearing that. That was awesome. Hey, your highlights are looking great today, all right? Don't be offended. Um, <laughs> wisdom, number two, we talked about last week, wisdom is the principal thing. It's the main thing. And we talked about how there's so many benefits that we see through God's word when we walk in wisdom. And then lastly, we talked about how wisdom starts and it ends with God, right? It starts at the creation at the very beginning, wisdom was there and wisdom was with God. At the very end here, as we are in this day and age, wisdom is still found in God, right? And we looked at how the fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of all wisdom. And I, here's what I know, and I don't, maybe you guys can agree too, we could all use a little more wisdom in our life, amen? We could all use a little more wisdom in some area or areas of our life. And the good news is, like we talked about last week, kind of our core verse in all of this is found in James chapter 1, verse 5. In the NLT, it says, if you need wisdom, anybody need wisdom? If you need wisdom, ask our generous God who will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And so if we ask for wisdom, God's word promises that he would give it to us, right? But, but here's the deal. How does God give us wisdom? Yes, we know that he will give it to us, but how does it come? Where should we look for his wisdom? What package does the wisdom come in, right? We're all in Christmas season. We know about wrapping things up and packages. How does wisdom actually come and be downloaded to us? We're going to answer all of these questions and more and dive into this in, in today's message, a message that I've titled simply, Where to Look for Wisdom. Where to look for wisdom. And so let's open up with a word of prayer just to get our hearts and minds ready to receive the wisdom that I believe God's going to be pouring out today and, and get everything that he has for us. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you that it is truth, that it's a lamp to our feet, it's a light to our path that illuminates the way that we should go. Father God, we ask you, like your word says, for wisdom. We ask you in faith today. We believe that you are the God of wisdom, that you know all things, that you know what we're supposed to be doing or not doing, how to say it, how not to say it, what's coming up around the corner, what's coming in this next season. And so, Father, we just lean in to you today. We pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you today, Father God. And we thank you that the eyes of our heart are enlightened and flooded with revelation, light, knowledge, and understanding. Today, we can become wise because we walk with the wisest one that ever lived. His name is Jesus. And so, Father... Download through your Holy Spirit today exactly what everybody needs today. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we pray all this in faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So it's important to know where to look, right? Like if we want wisdom, we know God's gonna give it to us. It's important to know where to look, just like the wise men, right? The wise men knew where to look. Back in the, this time around the Christmas story, right? In Matthew chapter two, verses nine and 10, if you're not familiar with this detail, it says, when they, the wise men, heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And so, as we mentioned last week, in these times, most Bible scholars believe that these wise men, also known as the Magi, would have been most likely astrologers. And so, they would have been very familiar, very uh, in tune with the stars and the sky and, and changes in all of that, right? So, they, they knew where to look, and they saw the star of Bethlehem from far off when Jesus was born. They saw the star that God put in the sky, and we saw that they traveled over 500 miles to get to Jesus, to meet the Messiah. That was about a two-month journey by camel, right? And the star led them to Jesus, and they knew where to look to find what they were looking for. And in the same way as the wise men knew where to look, I believe God wants us to know where to look when it comes to finding his wisdom, that he's not trying to play keep away. He's not trying to keep us in the dark. He wants to reveal it to us. He wants us to know it, and he wants us to walk in it, right? And we learned last week that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. We saw that in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. 
And so that wisdom's found in God. It starts and ends in him. But guys, I've been wrestling with this this week. This is my question, and this is where we're going today. Practically, how how do we get wisdom? Like, how do we find it? Where do we find it? Where do we find wisdom? And so in the remainder of our time together today, I want to make it real plain and simple and just really help all of us out when it comes to receiving the wisdom from the Lord. How that, what package is that coming in? And so I want to share with you three places of where to look for wisdom. So if you're taking notes, we're going to go over three places of where to find wisdom or look for wisdom. The first one is this. Number one, God's word. Number one, God's word. If we desire wisdom, we can look in God's word, the Bible, right? Wisdom is found in God, right? The Bible is God's holy inspired word, correct? So if we believe that, then we can find God's wisdom in his word. I love this passage in Proverbs chapter two, verses one through six. It shows the importance of God's word or his commands. It says in in Proverbs chapter two, starting verse one, my son, If you receive my words and you treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and you apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So God's word, God's command our commands are found in the Bible. They're found there. And if wisdom is found in the Bible, it said hidden treasures. God's wisdom and understanding are like hidden treasures all over the Bible. They're there. We have to discover them. We have to dig them up. We have to dive into them to un- uncover them if we ever want to walk in them. And I'll tell you what, the Bible will change your life. The Bible has the power to transform you. The Bible is God's instruction manual for us of how to live our lives and how to connect with him and how to worship him and how to do this thing. And I'll tell you what, you can get so much wisdom from just reading the word, right? I mean, I'll tell you what, like, like by reading and studying God's word, you can learn how to be a better parent. You can learn how to have a better marriage. You can learn how to steward your finances better. The Bible tells you how to deal with your anger or your anxiety or depression or what to do with that, Right? It, it, help, it helps you out when you blow it and when you miss it and when you miss the mark, how do you get back with God, right? The Bible has all answers to how to walk in peace. I'm looking at these holiday season and everybody's like, hey, but there's so many people just craving that peace and that joy that never runs dry. And we know that only is found in the Lord, right? The Bible will help us in every area of our lives. There's hidden treasures of wisdom all over the word. And oftentimes when we ask God for wisdom, God, give me wisdom. It isn't just like a zap download into us and we got it. Oftentimes you're like, wake up a little bit earlier and read your Bible. Study my word. Get in the scriptures because my wisdom is found there. He'll lead you to his word. I love this in Psalm 119 verse 130. I love this passage of scripture. In this Psalm it says, the entrance of your words give light. And it gives understanding to the simple. God's word brings light to us. We were singing about light of the world. That's Jesus, right? But God's word, the entrance of God's word into our hearts and our minds can literally bring light. And so here's the good news. If you're in the dark about something, if you don't know what to do or how to handle a situation, or you're frustrated because you're not sure how it's all going to turn out, and you're in the dark, 
God's word can literally turn on the metaphorical light switch in that situation for you, for you to be able to look around a dark room and now you can see exactly what's going on and how to handle that situation or how you should respond or not respond, right? Or the tone or, or the other surrounding context and details that you were not privy to before. God's word brings light, amen? And so, man, the more we stay in the light, the more we know where to go. I don't know about you guys if you've ever tried to get up in the middle of the night and try to find something, you're groggy and all of that. Now, in your house, if you've lived there long enough, you know exactly how to do it. You can do it with your eyes closed. But if you've ever been at somebody else's place and you're trying to find the bathroom or the kitchen or whatever, you stumble all over yourselves a lot of time if there's no light, right? But thank God for a nightlight. Thank God for a light switch. Thank God when it goes on, amen? And I believe God wants to reveal to you guys today and to all of us that, hey, don't undervalue or underestimate the power of God's word in giving you wisdom. It isn't just the Bible. It's the Bible. And it's God's word and it's God's wisdom, amen? And so, man, like I mentioned before, God's word has transformed my life. I'm sure a lot of you guys could get up here and testify of the same thing, how God's word has literally transformed you. Before I read the word, I acted like a fool in so many areas of my life. My thoughts were foolish. My words were foolish. My attitudes were foolish. My behaviors and many of my actions in my life were very foolish. And I'm not perfect, but I thank God for his son, Jesus, and I thank you for the word of God, the holy inspired word of God that he's given to us that is not a dead book. It's not a bunch of uh, uh, theological, mystical, happy fairy tales. It's the living word of God. It's living and it's active. It's the only book that you'll read and it'll actually read you. Amen? Like when you read the Bible, it reads you. It knows your heart. It knows your intentions. It knows your attitudes. It knows your sin. It knows all of that. And it's like, it, it, it purifies you. It transforms you. It gets your mind right. It puts you on the right track. Come on, somebody. The word of God is powerful. And it will transform your life if you let it. And it's full of wisdom. And so if you're like, man, I need, I need some wisdom, right? I need some wisdom in my life. Know this, that God's no respecter of persons. And so if he did it for me and many others, he can do it for you. If you get hungry for the word of God, he will fill you, the Bible says, right? He fills hungry souls. He fills the thirsty, and he quenches our thirst with the good word of God. And that's why reading your Bible daily is so important, especially in a season of pursuing wisdom. If you have big decisions, small decisions, decisions to make, and you don't know what to do, up your time in the word. Up your time. That's one of our rules. Hey, if we're about to make a big decision, we pray, we fast, and we up our time in the word because we know that we position ourselves to find the hidden treasures of God's wisdom for that situation. Amen? So don't ever underestimate the power of the word of God. Because here's what I know. Google ain't got nothing on God's word. All right? We Google everything. I do Google everything. But Google ain't got nothing on God's word. Amen? Siri Ain't got nothing on the B-I-B-L-E. Now that's the book for me. I stand up on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Sorry, I didn't grow up in kids' church, but my kids know these songs. And so like, I have to kind of like live now through those kids' church because I was a heathen back then and I didn't, I didn't know those songs. But um, So we can look for wisdom in God's word. Does that make sense? Is that making that very clear? Let's not underestimate the power of God's word. Another place we can look for wisdom is wise people. Someone turn to the person sitting next to you and say, ah, wise guy. Ah, wise guys, eh? Wise people. 
A great place to often look for wisdom is for people who are operating, living their life in the wisdom of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 shows us this principle. In that passage of scripture, it says, walk with the wise and become wise. A companion of fools suffers harm. So if we want to harm ourselves and wander around not knowing what to do and not walking in God's wisdom, let's just hang out with fools. But if we want to be wise, we walk or we hang out or we glean from the wise that have went before us, right? That's why who you do life with matters. Who you surround yourself matters. Right? When I got saved, that was awesome. But then you go back to the same friend circle that wants to do all the things that you know aren't right. And you try to like live for a light. Like it's hard. It's hard to live it out, right? Like who, who, whoever spends the most time with you wins. Whoever spends the most time with your kids wins. Whoever spends the most time with you, who you surround yourself, the voices, the podcast, the music you're listening, whoever spends the most time with you wins. That's just the truth if we don't like that. It's like, man, I, if you don't like the results that you're getting or you, you're, you're stumped on what to do, then, man, maybe change up the circle a little bit. You don't have to ditch the people or burn a bridge or not be a witness or a light, but you may not need to be hanging and running with that crowd every day, all day, or texting them and asking them what they would do if they're not living a wise life. Does that make sense? I'm not disrespecting that person. I'm not not loving that person with the love of Christ. I'm just being wise to to get myself around the right people, amen, because God uses people, right? And uh, if we walk with wise people, what can we expect according to the word? That we would be wise. (laughs) And if we walk with foolish people, what can we expect? Foolishness, right? Like it's super simple, yet very profound and can have a drastic impact on our life. The coolest thing I think uh, uh, that I love about our God is that he uses fallen men. He uses people to, to produce his plan and his purpose in the earth. He doesn't wave a wand. He could do it all. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He, but he gave us free will and choice. And so he actually uses broken, fallen humanity to accomplish all of his plans and purposes on earth. That's pretty powerful. That's gutsy. He took a chance on us. Amen? And, and he does that. And so for when we're like, Lord, I need wisdom. I need to know what to do. He often uses other people to help us see the way that we should go. I I experienced this in in a drastic way even yesterday. This is fresh, hot off the press. So uh, Eric and I and a few staff members of uh, of ours here at Alive, we went over to the new building uh, because they're not using it on Saturdays just to kind of walk through the spaces. Every time we get over there, we get really excited about what God's doing and what he's going to do. But we're trying to wrap our brain around the transition. How many of y'all know this is a big transition? There's going to be need a lot of plans, a lot of teams mobilized, a lot of details. We're trying to figure out as much of the details before we even have occupancy. So when we do have occupancy in a few short weeks, the courses are coming out of the pen and we run in fast. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody knows what they're doing. We know when we're building, when we're having plans, all of that stuff. And so we're walking around the building and uh, Jason and I were looking in the auditorium as far as worship goes and just how, how can we have this set up and the cabling, how is it currently wired, how do they do it, how do we want to do it, and we kind of guessed on some plans, we're like, okay, maybe we'll do this, or I don't know, that's going to be a lot, we're going to have to rerun wires all under the stage and all that stuff, so we're about to leave, we're at the very end of our visit there, and we're about to leave, and we run into a gentleman, we, we introduce ourselves, and we find out, we couldn't find out, he's the one that wired the whole building for audio, we're like on our way out. We're like, hold up. He's like, you got any questions? And we started asking questions. And all of a sudden, it turned into like 30 minutes of supernatural wisdom download to us of exactly what we need to do, how we need to do it, 
And what's going to save us a whole lot of time, it's going to save us a whole lot more money than we were going to be able to save based on this one conversation with this one gentleman. Can somebody say amen to that? Hallelujah. So we could have tried to stumble, fumble, figure it out, look on YouTube, look it up in manuals, but God used a person, a wise person who had knowledge in this area and wisdom and understanding in this area. And in 30 minutes, we learned more about the audio setup in that building than we have the whole last six months of random conversations we had over there since we've owned the building. God can use people to download wisdom to you, amen? And so surrounding yourself with the right people will help you avoid making foolish decisions too. We see this in Proverbs chapter 11 from our reading this morning. Verse 14, it says, where there is no counsel, the people fail or fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. In the multitude of some people that have some wisdom, there's some safety to vet that decision that you feel like the Lord's leading you. There's some safety in that when you surround yourself with some wise people. And so, hey, if you've got a decision you need to make in your life, and maybe it's a big decision, run it by some people you honor and respect that have, you believe have wisdom. Again, you've got to be obedient and follow the word of the Lord regardless if they agree with it or not. That we, we, we report to one person, amen? Audience of one. However, when it's a godly person who operates in the spirit and in wisdom, oftentimes they can confirm what's already there. They can be like, that is good. No, that is actually not good. Actually, the word of God says this and this, and you're making a decision that goes against this, this, and this. That's probably not wisdom, right? They can warn and they can put up the warning flag if need be. And so, man, who are some people, practically, how do you walk this stuff out? Who are some people in your life that you can glean wisdom from? Maybe it's a, a spouse. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a parent, right? Maybe it's a family member, a mentor, a spiritual leader, Maybe it's a coworker, somebody in your crew. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Who are those people that you can go to when you're needing some wisdom on a situation? And here's what I've learned. Sometimes we can get so focused on the physical, in-person relationship that we miss how God wants to download and impart wisdom to us from somebody we don't even know personally from afar because we live in a really cool generation that has books and podcasts and YouTube videos and social clips and sound bites. We can glean wisdom from somebody we don't even know, but we have mad respect for. Does that make sense? Like who's on your list? Who's pouring into you? Who's speaking to you, right? Here's what we've always taught at Live. Whatever you put in is what you get out. So you put wisdom in, what do you get out? Wisdom. You put foolishness in, what do you get out? Foolishness, right? And so, man, I, I'm just so blessed. I, I have a list. I have a list of people, wise people, speaking into my life every week. And a lot of them, I don't know them personally. They don't know me personally. But my goodness, they're helping me. Pastor Chris Hodges from Church of the Highlands, I listen to his weekly sermons. And I listen to his Grow Leader podcast. It's helping us in our leadership. Craig Rochelle, his leadership podcast once a month. My goodness, gold. How to, how to manage teams, how to do all this, right? John Maxwell, you ever heard of that guy? <laughs> leadership guru, right? He's actually a believer too, which is really cool. Um, Peter Scazzaro, we've gotten into his content the last few years. He's helping us with emotionally health, emotional health. And we're gonna probably talk about this more in the future for our church because I think that there's a war on our mental health right now and the enemy's waging war. We need to know how to be healthy emotionally. And, and so he's got a podcast that I love. Pastor Robert Morris, uh, just wisdom from God's word. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be totally tra transparent and honor, on, honest with you guys. Uh, I have a counselor in Kentucky who counsels other senior pastors all over the nation. I've never met him in person once, but I get on a Zoom call once a month with him, and he helps me out so much. 
He's got wisdom. He's got perspective. He's like, hey, you're, you're managing this. He was a pastor himself for many years, and now he's helping other pastors stay in the game and stay healthy and focused and on their journey. And it's been one of the most life-giving things ever. Many of you guys know here at Alive, we have a board, a board of other pastors and ministry leaders that are surrounding us that are from all over the place that have a heart for us and have a heart for Alive. They want to see Alive grow and do all the things that God's called us to do. And oftentimes their wisdom is so creamy and so good. And it's a, it's a perspective that we hadn't seen before because we're so up here and they, they are more removed from it. And so, man, what a blessing other people can be when it comes to receiving wisdom from the Lord, amen? And here's one thing too. I pray that as pastors, your pastor, if, if this isn't your church and you're just visiting, your pastor should be able to download wisdom to you, amen? What did God say in Jeremiah three fifteen? He said, and I will give you shepherds or I'll give you pastors according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Your pastor, your spiritual leader, your mentor should be able to help you gain wisdom too, to, to protect you from the wolves and, and sheep's clothing, right? To, to help show you the way and, and which way to go. And here's the deal. Eric and I are not perfect. And if you're looking for perfect pastors, here's the deal. I'm sorry for the buzzkill. You'll never find them. You'll never find a perfect pastor. But here's what our heart is. We, we, love, we love this community. We love what God's doing here at Alive. We love the people. We love you guys. And we pray that, man, it, it, each week and each month, we could help deposit some wisdom inside of you. And here's what I believe. You come to Alive. You take growth track. You come on Sunday mornings. You get plugged into a crew. You start taking the basics classes. You come to Sunday night of prayer and worship. You come to leadership leaning. You get plugged in. You plant down roots. I believe that you will be fed with not only milk, but the meat of the word of God. Amen? And I believe you can thereby grow, as the word says, and we'll do our best until Jesus cracks those clouds to make a space where no matter where you're at in your faith, you can go deeper with the Lord. Amen? We're committed to that. And so what does that look like for you? Who is in your corner? Who's your wise guy lineup? Who's that list of people that, man, you can go to for wisdom, those multitude of counselors that can help you? Who's the people that maybe you need to stop walking with so much? The ones that are getting you in trouble and making you make those decisions that aren't wise, right? And here's the deal. Sometimes we over-spiritualize things as Christians. We're very guilty of this, right? Do not over-spiritualize this. Sometimes the wisdom that you're believing God for, you're interceding for, you're praying for, might come in the package of a person. It might come in the package of a phone call. It might come in the package of a text message or a blog or a message that you listen to this week as you have spiritual ears to hear. And it might not need to come in the way that you think, but you don't want to put God in a box, amen? And so it might come in a different way, but it could come in people. Wise people help download God's wisdom. He works through people, Amen? So don't push everybody out of your life like we like to do and say, I got this, I'll go rogue. Because you're going to need some multitude of counselors in your life and in your corner, amen? So let's look for wisdom with wise people. And the final place that I believe we should look for wisdom, number three, is through prayer. Prayer. We all know this, or many of us do. Prayer is communication with God, right? It's talking to God. And, and in that communication, there's often an ask, Right? There comes to a point where you ask God for some things, some wisdom, some understanding. I need to know what to do. That takes us back to our key verse, right? James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him, let him what? Let him what? Let him what? Let him ask. You just got to spell it sometimes because like online the stream might sound different. A-S-K. 
one last letter wrong there and, you know, it's a different story. We always say you got to get your ask in gear when you want to receive something from the Lord. Amen? A-S-K. God wants to give us wisdom, lots of it, but we have to ask him for it. It's biblical. It's scriptural. And asking God is petitioning him. Petitioning him is talking to him. Talking to him equals prayer. Prayer is a way that we get a direct connection to the wisdom of the Lord. And so we got to ask him for it. And, and, and I want to share just a powerful prayer with you that I can believe can help you unlock some of the wisdom that the Lord wants to download to you. If you begin to pray this over your life or over another believer's life or your family's life, this is one that's really helped us in different seasons of our life, different situations where we didn't know what to do, different situations that looked hopeless at the time. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. This is known as one of the epistle prayers. It's where Paul is praying and sharing his prayers for the church. Guess what? We're still the church. The church isn't a building. The church is the people. This prayer is still for us today. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 16 says, he says, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention to, of you in my prayer. So what is he praying? What is Paul praying and saying that we can pray over ourselves and others? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom. A spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the glorious riches of his inheritance of the saints. You keep reading that chapter, it goes on to a lot of other great stuff too. But we're going to stop right there for time. You can pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of God the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we would operate or walk in the wisdom of the Lord, that we'd be able to see and know what's going on and what we are to do, right? This is powerful stuff. And if you want to challenge in tandem with the proverb a day challenge, I challenge you to start praying this exact prayer every day as you're searching the scriptures and watch the light bulbs just start to go on. The spirit of wisdom and revelation I believe it would be like a light switch flipped on in a dark room. Like we talked about earlier, you could just see everything that's going on. Notice it's a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spirit, what spirit is that? Well, we don't have to look too far to know exactly what spirit God is operating in when he does that. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is actually the one who reveals things to us. We know this from God's word. So we can and we should look to the Holy Spirit to teach us wisdom. Paul shares this in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 12 through 14. He says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man wisdom teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit teaches teaches and teaches what comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned here's the deal guys the holy spirit is our wisdom teacher some of you guys didn't know you're showing up to class today attention i will be your instructor today in wisdom my name holy spirit there's a great curve in this class We all are getting in. 
But the ones that go after me the hardest are going to know what to do better. I'm there for all, but the ones who seek me, the ones that say, can I stay after class and could you say it again? Could you explain it to me one more time? Can you show me what to do over here? I am glad to share and show you. The Holy Spirit teaches us wisdom. I heard it said by another minister years ago, and we love this, Eric and I love this. The Holy Spirit is a genius and he'll make you a genius if you listen to him. Amen? What to do with your money, what things to invest in, not to invest in, what to do, how to parent your kid. He is a genius. He knows all things and he searches all things. And we can download some of that wisdom in us if we seek him and flow in him. The Holy Spirit promises us to lead us into all truth. We know this from John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears from the father, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will show you things to come. Man, as we pray and as we seek the Holy Spirit, God can help us and give us wisdom in the big things, like how to wire an audio system for a brand new building. Praise God. To the smallest things. I I find it very comical and and very appropriate. The Lord has a sense of humor. The Bible says he sits in heaven and laughs, all right? So if you you think God's this mean, nasty thing with a baseball bat waiting to screw up, you got to get a new picture of Jesus. I love the picture in the painting of Jesus, Middle Eastern painting. You guys have seen it. His mouth's open and he's cracking up. That's my Jesus. Amen? We're in a series of wisdom, and the Lord's downloading wisdom like all over the place. Go figure. A couple examples for you. They might seem silly, but God wants to lead you in just small things too. Earlier in the week, uh, I was having some difficulty with my iPhone. What I mean that is it wasn't charging overnight. I knew that something, I have a bedside charger that does my phone, my earbuds, and all that kind of stuff, and, and it's worked consistently for a while now, but it, something wasn't going on. I'd wake up in the morning, my phone was already dead. Like, shoot, it'd be a rough day. And so I have knowledge, again, knowledge is to know something about it. I have knowledge that if the phone isn't charging well, that there's got to be something wrong with either the phone or the charger. Right? My phone's fine. Nothing's going on with my phone. Check that out. So, so there's something going on with the charger. It's not charging consistently. I could have stopped there and just been really frustrated, but I'm like, Lord, help me out. He said, get on your knees, look under the bed, and go to the power strip and check it out. Because wisdom would be like, unless there's a secure connection to the power strip, that thing ain't going to produce any juice. Amen? You guys, this is so simple, but like, it's like rocket science to me in the moment. Like, oh, I look under there and somehow it had jiggled out. It was like half in, half out, which is a huge hazard too. Like it's half in, half out. I went, phone lit up. Hey, it's charging. Praise God. He wants to help you in the big and the little. I got a funny story for you. I didn't clear this with my wife, so pray for me if this doesn't go well. Um, I get a call from my wife. She had left to go do something at the store. And she said, hey, when I was pulling out of the garage in my van, I felt like I hit something. But when I looked, I didn't see anything. But it was really difficult for the van to get out of the garage. And then when I was trying to pull away and I hit the clicker, the garage door went down three quarters away, but then it went back up. And I did it again, it went down and it went back up. Okay, honey, great. Thanks for the call. Have, have a great trip at the store. Click. All right now I'm gonna, I, I love to fix things. Guys, we're fixers. Like, what's the problem, honey? I'll fix it, right? So I know I have knowledge that a garage door must uh, be all in line and be on the track. Otherwise, it's going to have issues. And I go out there and I hit it like six times and it goes three quarters away. Then it flashes a bunch. I go over the panel. It's got an air uh, overload, uh, over excessive load bearing. I'm like, oh, crap, something's wrong, right? This is not good. Winter's coming. We need this thing to shut, right? 
And so my knowledge is there, but the wisdom was like, okay, well, what do I do, Lord? What do I do? I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to call like a repair guy. He's gonna come out and charge us like $250 to just like pick his nose and look at it and be like, like, oh, it's done, right? I'm like, I, I, Lord, I can fix this myself, right? And so um, he says, go check the corner of the garage where Erica backed out. Now I'm looking, maybe there's a basketball under there. I don't know, but I'm like, okay, something got bent. So I go take a look at the corner of the garage there when it's up and I pulled the chain off and it was, she had clipped, somehow she had clipped the corner of it, right? No, no, this isn't against her, right? Just, she's probably really excited to go to Target. The garage was already open. I think she hit it and then backed up and it was going down. Felt like I hit something, couldn't back up really good, but then I could. Garage goes back up, it's bent into shambles, try to shut it. I don't know, my husband will fix it. Peace. Going to get those deals. Target, where we at? Come on. And so I look, it's bad. I said, oh, I got a crowbar. Yes, hallelujah. I called her. I fixed it. I fixed it. It doesn't look the prettiest, but I fixed it. We'll fix it later. But I, I just share these like common sense stories because the Holy Spirit and God's wisdom can help you in any area of your life. This isn't like, God, what am I called to do? That's important. Or God, what am I supposed to do about this really big job change? He wants to help you in that. But like, even your day-to-day, your day-to-day, the Lord's wisdom will help you and will help keep you out of the enemy's snare and will keep you away from foolishness. We just have to lean into it. We just have to position ourselves for it. And so, man, if you need wisdom for anything in your life, yes, get in God's word. Double up your time in God's word. Number two, yes, get some wise people around you. But before you make decisions, make sure you pray. Ask the one that created everything that knows how everything works better than any man on this earth knows how it works. Ask him of what you should do or not do. Holy Spirit, reveal to me how to operate in this. And this is how, this will take you to another level with the Lord because now you're operating in heavenly wisdom, not worldly wisdom. You know us, we're the natural and supernatural. Don't dis, like, get the facts, study it out, do your homework, but please pray. The both and will make a really explosive force in your life. And the Holy Spirit wants to teach you and guide you, amen? And so just like the wise men, knew where to look. They had a star that they followed. It took them right to where they needed to go. God has placed many stars in our life this month. The first one, the Bible, God's word. Would you follow the star? Number two, wise people. Who are those people that you can glean from on a weekly, monthly basis who can speak in your life, those multitude of counselors where there's safety? And number three, prayer and the Holy Spirit. They are all stars that lead us to God. Yes, God is pouring out wisdom and he wants to give you tons of wisdom, but we need to know what kind of package it comes in. And so God's word, God's people, and the Holy Spirit will help lead us and guide us in all the ways that we should go. Amen. May we be wise men and wise women women, and, and heed the Lord's voice this morning and say, God, I'm going to just tune my ears to these areas and watch what you can do in and through me. Amen. Would you guys pray as we ask to receive wisdom from the Lord this morning? Heavenly Father, we love you so much and we just thank you for today. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you, Lord, that yes, you have wisdom for us, but Lord, where do we look? Where should we look? And Lord, you've made it very clear, even through your word of where to look. The first place is the Bible, the word of God. Father, may we never, never underestimate or undervalue the word of God. 
Lord, we thank you that your word is coming alive in our hearts and our minds this season, Lord God. Your word is jumping off the pages as we seek you for wisdom, Lord God. Your word is confirming things. Your word is guiding us. Your word will direct us, Father. Let us be people and students of your word, Father God. Number two, Lord, I pray for wise people in our sphere of influence. The ones that we know personally and the ones from afar. Lord, that we have mad respect for their life, their ministry, their their wisdom in that area, their expertise, and we can learn some stuff from them, Father God. May we surround ourselves and may may we walk with wise people that we too can be wise. And lastly, Lord, we thank you for the power of prayer. Lord, that we can pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of our heart and our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know, that we may know some things that we can see clearly that the light switch would go on in a dark room. Lord, we thank you for pouring out your wisdom in this season. May we have a heart to receive it and may we have a mind to apply it. Lord God, we thank you that our best days are ahead of us if we just stay hooked in with you. You know exactly what to do and where we're heading and you've got the wisdom and the provision for every step of the way, Lord. We receive that all now by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. Who's excited to get into some of those packages? God's word, wise people, the Holy Spirit. Come on. God's got some gifts under our tree this holiday season for wisdom. And they've got your name on it. Hey, I never like to end service with just an invitation here, both here in person and online. Maybe you're here and you're like, I don't know where to look. And what you mean by that question is this. You've looked for peace and fulfillment in all the things of the world. You've tried all the self-help books and tried to get through that addiction or that whatever yet you still find yourself empty, unfulfilled, unhappy. You don't have that peace that lasts, that surpasses all understanding. It it comes and goes constantly. And you just don't know where to look. Could I just encourage you this morning? And this is for all of us. May we look to Jesus. May we look to Jesus. He's the one that helps us. It, It says in John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then he goes on in Acts chapter four, verse 12, we learn this in God's word. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Jesus is the name above every name. And Jesus, through him and him alone, eternal salvation comes. And so if you're here today and maybe you're tuning in online, you're watching today and you don't know Jesus personally, I'd like to just all pray a a corporate prayer here in a second. And if that's for you, man, I just want to encourage you to take that step. Look to Jesus. You might not have all the answers and all figured out. You don't need to. Just come to Jesus as as you are and let him work things out as you journey with him. Would you guys all bow your heads and close your eyes in prayer as we reverence this moment? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And we just thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your sacrifice and your shed blood. So Father, here today, as we seek wisdom, we want to seek you, Lord. If there's anybody here, both in person or online, that does not know Jesus personally, Lord, we thank you that your word says that we can confess with our mouth that you are Lord and believe in our hearts that, God, you raised him from the dead and we would be saved. There's no other name under heaven by which men are saved except through Jesus. So if you are here today and you want to receive Jesus, maybe for the first time, or maybe you want to rededicate and bring your life back to him today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, this is between you and the Lord, would you just slip up your hand so I know who we can join in our faith in and pray with today? That's for you today. And online, this is for you as well. Would you guys all pray this prayer and repeat this after me from your heart and know that God hears you. Say, Heavenly Father, 
Thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Change me. Transform me. And help me live a life that glorifies you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.